Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 102. Uh, we're here at PCA's national office. Around the table, of course, we have Manny Alban, Damon Lowney, and at the controls, we have Robert Forsyth. Uh, I got to say, 101, uh, episode 101 got a lot of traffic, the one with Nathan and the market report from Arizona. Yeah, I think, well, Nathan's always a good draw and uh, thread it in with the market discussion. and A winning combination. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't do much car stuff on the weekend, but we did a lot of car stuff leading up to the weekend um but i'll put it over to you how was your weekend we had a great cars and coffee it was uh, good weather very good weather for the middle of february i think we had almost 40 porsches that showed up wow <clears throat> it was like no one else got the memo to show up to cars and coffee so it was pretty impressive i think a lot of people are dying for an excuse to uh to bring the car out uh our friend rich showed up with his new to him uh 9 30 uh nice. the, um 80 I think 930 with slant nose. Uh, great looking car. And that's a, a dealer conversion car. It was a dealer, uh, Alan Johnson uh, uh, Racing or Alan Johnson, uh, the Porsche dealership, mm -hmm. supposedly were allowed before Porsche started doing it all in-house. They were allowed to buy conversion parts from Porsche and mm -hmm. do a uh, conversion themselves. Very high quality conversion. And one thing I learned was, so the 505 option when it became the option code in 87. Um, the front end looks like the, the chin spoiler of a regular 930. The uh, 506, which means rest of the world slant nose option, that has more of the air dam. Mm. Nicer looking um, front end have, has room for the uh, center oil cooler. Um, but yeah, the car car has the bright, the can-can interior, red can-can interior is so bright. And there's so much of leather that when I first looked at it, it the sun was reflecting off of it, uh -huh. and I thought the headliner was red. Oh. Now, I exclaimed, I go, oh, my God, the headliner is even red. And Rich said, no, no, it's black. And then I realized I was looking at the uh, sunlight reflecting off the leather. Uh, but the leather is, like, in phenomenal condition. The, the car is very um, very impressive. So now we're going to find out, I guess, soon after he drives it for a while, is uh, is the compression really bad, or was mm -hmm. it? Did they do it wrong and didn't read it right? Or was there carbon on the heads because it sat so long? He said it pulled great. And, yeah, we were there. Uh, we actually ended up, uh, we all, a bunch of us uh, went over to uh, the barbecue place uh, and had lunch there. So it was like a five-hour ordeal uh, for cars and coffee. So we were living kind of vicariously through him uh, the week or two before as he waited for the car to make its journey you know, in the car carrier and being delivered, he was sending photos. So in a nutshell, is he happy with it? Was a car? Well, I think as he's thrilled. And he's the thrilled. funny thing is uh, he was telling Bob Miller that Bob Miller shamed him because Bob Miller said he had a collection, that Rich had a collection of low-hanging fruit cars. Oh, what? <laughs> and Rich will be the first one to tell you he always buys cars that nobody wants or that, that uh, are cheap so he can afford them. That's how he can afford these Porsches. So uh, I think... Uh, he said, you shame me into getting something like uh, very yeah, nice. It's pretty much ready to go. Yeah. And, but it was and, still uh, low-hanging fruit in some respects. Well, so. I don't know. Turbo <laughs> uh, slant nose, that's not uh, Yeah. Well, good for uh, him. It's not an uh, early boxer or an uh, early 944. That's pretty uh, That's pretty high end. And uh, I got to give a shout-out to Chesapeake also. They did their uh, – I wasn't able to go because it was my mother-in-law's surprise birthday party. But they did a um, slot car night again. Slot car night. I know. I missed it as well. Yeah, and I, wanted, I was so – Excited that it wasn't the same day weekend as uh, Tech Tactics, and I could go, but then I had to do other things. But Family the, commitments. The Dan actually did a replica of the Las Vegas circuit. I told him he had to buy a little manhole covered. <laughs> <laughs> that pops <laughs> up. <laughs> to the later race. Uh, you can see it was a lot of kids. That's awesome. And they, of course, let the kids run uh, separately so they don't beat the adults. And uh, the uh -huh. adults run uh, their own race, but it's great to see so many kids out there enjoying uh a little Porsche fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a great tradition that Chesapeake has. I mean, I, I remember growing up that slot cars, you would see them a lot more than today. And Damon, I don't know, did you? You probably didn't see slot cars. I mean, they were around. By the time you came around playing with cars, then you had remote control cars. Well, because it was kind of like yeah, prior I, uh, to 
I got in a remote, remote control car, so I had an RC10 T3, and then I still have a Team Lucy Triple X that's halfway built in my aunt's We need, we need to finish it. <laughs> Tell her to ship it, and we can finish it, and then we can run it. Oh, man, I, I don't know if... I, I don't want to send her looking through those boxes. Oh, those have been the long-term storage. Thing, I was thinking we started it... Uh, it was uh, So a guy named Jim Bicek and I were collecting HO scale uh, slot cars. And trying to collect just the Porsche only slot cars. And there was a whole community of these, these HO slot car enthusiasts. This is before the internet. So, um, it was just word of mouth. And I was getting to the point where I think I had every HO scale slot car you could Whoa. get. I would go to shows and, uh, and, uh, was that before 143rds or did they have 143 and 132nd? No, but did they have 143rd no, cars for you to collect? Wasn't, them? If they had, it wasn't very popular. Okay. It was 132nd and then there was some 124s that, I think the 124th may actually be older than the 132nd, but 132nd, when they started popping up, they were so much more realistic than mm-hmm. the HO. Uh, but when we were doing HO, of course, we had track, but we wouldn't really race them that much. It was more uh, getting the cars themselves. And Bob Gutyar, um, and I swear, every time he comes up with an idea, I always think it's stupid. <laughs> 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 and he said, uh, we should do a slot car night. And I'm like, nah, I know what's going to be interested in that. And and Jim at the time, you were wrong. He was working for a defense <laughs> contractor, so he knew some electric, electronic engineers, and uh, he asked him, "How can we wire this track so we can make it really big and you have consistent electricity?" So he borrowed some part. I remember, uh, I think he even had tubes in it, something that would keep the electricity flux constant. capacitor. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And uh, <laughs> we set it up in Bob's. Uh, he had Bob had a big garage and he had a, a second floor to it. And so we announced that we were going to do it on uh, the night before the Super Bowl. So we called it Super Slot Car Night. Oh, nice. Middle winter. And we asked everyone to bring uh, either a side dish or chili. Mm-hmm. And that way we would make it, we were trying to make it as inexpensive as possible. For, and we were trying to encourage people to bring families, you know, bring your kids. And uh, so we set this thing up on the floor and uh, it was a blast. And so we did eight show for like three years, I think. And then I happened to discover. Uh, one thirty second scale slot cars. Now they they were so detailed, and, and I started buying those. And the internet was just coming into play. And I found through the internet someone who had an online store, and he was local. And he was telling me about his track. And he said, "Listen, if I can set up to sell cars, I'll bring my track." And you guys, it was four lanes. And I think we did it one or two years that way. Let him sell cars, and. uh he would bring the track, and then he called me one day and said, I'm getting out of the business. Would you want to buy the track, the region? Mm. So I said, that's a lot of money because he had a couple. It was probably like at a time, two or $3,000 worth of track. Called back, and he said, um, I think you, he goes, you can have it for like $300. Mm. Because I oh, just wow. want to get rid of it because I'm getting into oh, something that's else. that's where the track came from. I told the region, I'm like, it's you could sell it and you won't lose money. Right. So they bought it, and ever since then, I guess over 20 years now, we we've been uh, I haven't been doing it, but uh, people have taken over the responsibility of uh, storing, which is most important because right. there's a lot of track. Right. But doing the I think we even we took it to a couple parades at the Hershey Parade. We set it up and that's slot car racing. Very cool. How about you, Damon? How's your weekend? Well, I'll start off first that uh, Manny recommended a show that I watch on Apple TV Plus um, for all mankind. Oh. oh my, that is you like it. Oh my God, so good. I'm on the third season. What's that already. about? Um, if the space race never ended after mm. what 60s, 70s, so 71 or 72, I think. Was I think 69 year. was the first launch in this yeah. particular show, or to the moon at least. But the Soviets get there first, uh-huh. and then the Americans. And you know, I won't spoil anything, but what if the space race uh-huh. had never stopped? Hmm. Um, really interesting, highly recommended. But I did do some car show stuff or uh, uh, car stuff, no car show. Um, and at this point, I'll have Robert bring up some pictures for those who are watching on YouTube. Um, if you've been uh, listening to the past, gosh, one or two months of the podcast, you'll know that I'm trying to uh, put in this IPD plenum 82 mil with the GT3 82 mil throttle body. And if you go back to that first picture, actually, um, you'll see here the red line is where I want the AOS hose to go. Mm-hmm. And the green line and then the circle are where the connection is, is where the circle is, and the green line where I'm going to have to cut the one I was using. And then if we go to the next picture, 
Um, this is the one that came on my car with the stock AOS. So it won't fit without modification, but what I need is some curves to go underneath the plenum. And if you're watching on YouTube on the right hand side of this picture, you'll see there's a curve and then the little nozzle or connection on the end is facing the wrong way, but I'm going to heat it up, twist it, you know, and I have some epoxy and, and plastic bond um, and hopefully it works. So I bought another hose, you know, 50 bucks and I'm going to immediately chop it up and try and try and make it work. Um, and we'll see. So this picture here is, this is the cutting you had to do for the center radiator. And it's um, um, cutting off on, on, on the bottom of the Exactly. Cover. So I'll be replacing right in front of those two cuts. There's a block off panel and that'll be totally open. So the air will go in through the front and then down and out those two mm. rectangles that I cut through. Now that block off panel, does that just pop off or do you have to cut it? Um, it, it pops off okay. and the kit I bought from Suncoast comes with the both the 987 Cayman and 997 openings, which are slightly different. So I guess I'll just keep the 997 ones or something. But yeah, but yeah it just pops in uh, with the opening and yeah, those two cuts um, will let the air go out. So this here is where the oil cooler for the car was and with the old seals and on the left hand side I'm pretty sure is coolant and on the right hand side holes are oil um, and so I took it off and you'll see them side by side in one of the next pictures and it's just a, a cube a rectangle sort of mm -hmm. you know um, and that is what is helping to cool your oil um, using coolant as a heat exchanger so the one on the left is the medium-sized one, um, so I'm told from the Cayman, base Cayman, and the right-hand side one is the 996 oil cooler. So you can see there's a lot more surface area, and that's where you get your cooling. Huh, very so cool. um, installed it there, looks pretty good. Had to cut one, uh, the hose that attaches to the top a little bit so it wouldn't run into the intake runner. But but yeah, it's it's getting there. It's basically... Fill the coolant, you know, with the vacuum filler. I still need to put oil in the car, but it's just zipping everything up now. And then the AOS hose, and it should be on the road. There you go. But uh, we'll see how long that takes. So that's that's what I was up to. So I brought a little show and tell. See if you guys can see what this is. Have you seen one of these before? I have not. So of course I was probably on Facebook or somewhere, and uh, you know how. Oftentimes you're going for a connector and you have to pinch the middle of the connector, but your thumb is always too wide for the connector yeah, and it just, yep. it's just a pain and then you got to get your nail into it. Well, this thing is so you can go into that plastic connector, pinch exactly into the middle, get a good hold of it, oh. and then pop it off. Oh, nice. 12 bucks. Oh, that's good. Is that Harbor Freight? Uh, Looks like Harbor Freight. No, but... Amazon. Amazon, okay. Amazon. 12 bucks. Electrical disconnect. Nice. Might have to pick one up. Yeah, we'll there see. you go. All right, let's talk about... Um, actually, first, I invite you all to, uh, if you haven't already signed up for PCA's newsletters, we have various newsletters. You just head over to PCA.org, join eBreak News, Smart Fresh News, or Performance News. Performance News, obviously, focusing on the four-door Porsches. Sign up today at PCA.org newsletter, and uh, we'll get you set up. Let's talk about the time... You want to talk about uh, the time we had at TPC first? Yeah, I'm not sure when the video is going to come out, but it was pretty cool uh, uh, doing the video and seeing the differences or maybe lack of differences between the uh, GT4 RS and GT4 RS Club Sport. Yeah, the nice thing about being so close to t you know, Tom Chan, Mike Levitas, uh, TPC Racing is a lot of times they get something in, they invite us over, and within 10 minutes we have access to some pretty amazing cars. And in this case was the GT4 RS Streetcar, and we're comparing it to the GT4 RS Club Sport. And as Manny said, man, it was pretty interesting, not to give away the whole video, but it was interesting to see how similar those cars mm -hmm. are and, and and thinking about one that's really for the street and one's just race bred for the track they are very very similar in oh, so yeah. many ways yeah in so, typical porsche fashion yeah 
And so uh, that video should be coming out. And then we um, we didn't talk about it last week because we kind of I guess we wanted to say we had a lot of stuff going on with Nathan. But the raffle has concluded, the fall raffle, and the winners were announced um, end of January. Yep, and I had them posted end of January, but we didn't do the promote video. it until we had the video finished. Yeah, so I want to address maybe a couple of questions after we posted the video. So for the first time ever, we surprised four people in person, and we mm-hmm. had seven winners last fall. So this is a video, the compilation sort of of all the visits, and people are like... The probably the funniest uh, comment was one was like, "Oh, this this may not seem truly random because you were able to do all these videos together nearby." I'm like, "Nearby? One was in Ohio, <laughs> one was in New York, one was in Virginia, and one was in North Carolina." Yeah, so which they, we didn't we didn't surprise the North Carolina. Yeah, people. yeah, that was the region. Um, but we have winners from I think Washington and another one somewhere else so anyways yeah it's it is definitely truly random you know we've actually gotten a comment that someone was very mad that a female didn't win (laughs) and i'm like i mean that guy i wish we wish you know i mean we we wish there were winners we don't wish what gender wins i mean it's just the all random i mean we've had we've had uh female winners before but that has no influence into how yeah. we draw it, which yeah. is kind of weird for people to put that comment. Yeah. We, we have a big raffle drum yeah. with business yeah. card size. Yeah. So we make, we make, you know, we make sure we draw for everybody as equal opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, pretty. pretty so one of the comments is why was there a regular spider with a bow in it? Oh, yeah. That's, so a, that's a good question. We don't, uh, obviously it's a newer model. That's what Porsche always wants to. Wants us to give away, and that means that usually the dealer doesn't have that model, so we get the closest thing there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I don't think there's an RS Spider um, in the U.S. yet. I haven't seen any. Um, so, and even if they were us, the chance of us being able to get one mm-hmm. to drive it to the location very, very rare. So, uh, whenever we give away a car, you may see the closest thing to it, but not the exact car because they're not getting that car. They're getting um, basically a, a, a certificate or the option of, of ordering that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get a bill slot, and they can order it to any uh, um, spec they want. Um, they can pay extra and get PTS, uh, get a- extra options. It's a, it's a pretty cool kind of like a dream scenario where obviously some people think you're giving a gift certificate for X amount of dollars towards whatever not, we're giving away, 911 or Cayman or Boxer. And then you can make it your own. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you know, especially for reveals that are in January, most of the time the weather is terrible. So, you know, I don't even try to ask a dealer to provide us a car and take it out and mess up their clean cars. But yeah, the, the, those that win, we basically have an allocation ready for them. And, um, you know, we find out what we thought was early on in the raffle development, like this is the best scenario for the winners because you might not want guards red or you might not want whatever color that we've chosen. So we have the allocation, we have a build and that's sort of like the credit that you have to start the build of your car. Now you can't, you can't go from say a, uh, you know, a, a standard Cayman Boxster and then say, can I upgrade to a GT four or something like that? Like that doesn't happen. But what you can do is you can add the color that you like, any options that you like that we don't already have included. And also there's been times where somebody wanted a more like basic car and they've taken options away. And so it's it's quite flexible for a raffle. And that's why we don't show up with the car that might be exactly the one that they've won. One just, year we, just a one year you could choose between a boxer and Cayman and we got a boxer from the dealer. So we parked it inside the place we were going to surprise him with. And I asked him, I said, if you had won, which he did win, but we hadn't told him yet. I said, would you have chosen the boxer and it came and figuring I had a 50, 50 chance here. <laughs> yeah. And of course he picks the came in. And yeah. so I said, well, you have to imagine this car has a hard top because <laughs> you won. And, uh, that's just how it works. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's a luck of the draw. So the other one was, um, let me get this straight. The guy won the raffle twice. Yes, yep. you read that right. This <laughs> we were as shocked his, as his, you were, and his brother won. Yeah. So here's the thing: is yeah. this is a very lucky family. Again, this is all random, folks. Um, you know, obviously the the odds on the raffle are much better than Powerball because it's much smaller numbers. 
But uh, Manny and I surprised him, I think, what, 12 years ago? 12 yeah, years like four, ago. 14, I think. Oh, 14 years saying, ago. That's yep. right. 14 years would ago. Would have been a 2010 First year Panorama. Panorama. Yeah. First, Panorama. Panorama. Yep. Yeah. 14 years ago, I remember going to his house and not, he wasn't home. He was at that time, you know, working. And, um, so when we drew the name and, and I had just recently saw him on Treffin at Sea, the cruise in December, and I couldn't believe it. Like that has never happened before, but you know, those are the odds and it is random and, and he won. So, and he is yep. just a genuine, such a hard worker and, um, the nicest, nicest guy. And so if you, if you think about, you know, you, you don't, you can't really say, you know, only good people win, but it's really nice when you meet <laughs> winners and they're super, super cool, super hard work. Yeah. We were all shocked when, yeah, but I didn't realize until you told me this was the same guy. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the name from 2010. I remember that. Uh, but I did say, wow, what, what are the odds? Of, yeah. Um, but there's people who won the lottery. I remember seeing a video where the guy was recreating for the news channel about when he went to to the uh, gas station to buy his lottery ticket. And so in the recreation, he buys a lottery ticket, and he's like saying, you know, and I scratch it off. And when he scratches off as he's doing recreating, he wins the lottery no again. Way. <laughs> it's just uh, like well, I did ask him, I said, did you – has his luck extended to the lottery? Because in my mind, I'm saying we are going to the nearest convenience store, right, right. and you're buying me a Powerball ticket. Um, but he said, no, he says, it's just the cars. We haven't won the lottery. Yeah. And as, as Damon mentioned, um, a few years after he won the Panamera, Panamera yeah. I pulled the last same last name. I'm like, what are the odds? <laughs> and sure enough, it was his brother. So the most yeah. winning family in PCA, um, so again, crazy good people. Uh, I, I don't know how stuff like that happens. I don't know how the stars align for him, yeah. but they must have done something good. Yeah. But, well, the odds, you know, if we, we reach X amount of tickets, we add another car, keeps the odds really, yeah. really good. And I, I want to say here, just doing some general math, that you have a 1 in 5,000 or 1 in 6,000 or so chance of winning a car, roughly, yeah. which is really, really good. <laughs> and the thing is, if you talk to people that – have won the raffle more often than not they always play yeah like i can't i i don't think i've ever met a winner where they said oh i this is the only time i bought a raffle ticket and mm -hmm. i won like even though uh peter had won back 14 years ago i said so have you s still been playing since you've won last time I said, absolutely every single one it's all house money now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there you go. If you want to win, you got to play. Another one is uh, not going to lie. It's a bit weird, cringy to be sticking in a house and surprising the winner in their own kitchen. Normally, you would invite the winner to an event. Just saying. Now, as someone, you, who set this up, you're yeah. the one who, uh, so evidently on the raffle ticket, I say evidently because we can't buy raffle tickets, but they ask for a name and contact number mm -hmm. that if you win, that uh PCA can contact to arrange a surprise. Right. Uh, but I've been on many of these uh, surprise uh, uh, visits, and uh, it's it's very hard to plan because you don't want to tell the people what this is what we're trying to do. So you're trying to genuinely surprise them. And I know you've always said the last uh, resort is telling the wife because mm -hmm. odds are the wife is probably going to spill the beans before. Or the husband. Yeah. Or the husband yeah, yeah. is going to uh, spill the beans before it happens. Yeah. Um, so th there's a lot of things at play. Uh, to oh, make sure. the surprise happen. Oh, sure. I mean, I probably could have been a detective because I use the okay. internet, my powers for good, and I'm able to find a lot of history yeah. on people so that I can stage this. It is creepy in a way, um, but you know what? We we feel like we got to go above and beyond to surprise our members. Like just inviting you to an event and then saying surprise, like I feel that's you might want to do that once, twice, or whatever, but we got to bring our A game to make it fun for people. And I, I'll have to ask. So the person that we creeped on was um, Bruce Wentworth. I'll have to ask him how did he like being surprised in his kitchen. I'm gonna guess he loved it because he was pretty happy when we showed up. And and we we actually had a connection to yeah. that winner, uh, Connor, who's um, you know our club racing manager, knew the family and. You know, so they arranged all that. Yeah. So we we got a we wouldn't good... be entering the house like that yeah, if yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. have Connor and 
Yeah, exactly. It's not Dateline. We're not serving <laughs> a subpoena. If we don't have that much of an inside <laughs> yeah. line, then then we knock on the door. Then we knock on the door. Yeah, usually we're just knocking on the door, but at yeah. least it's a surprise at the door. But mm-hmm. this one we could take it a step further because the, the you know um, you know not only did Bruce know Connor and his family, but knows Manny from Club Racing. So and he's a longtime PCA member. And I just thought that was cool. And then actually re-watching the video, I thought it was way cool. So here's the thing as well is is when we do these surprises for the raffle and, um, and capture them on camera, we want it to be exciting and, and, and as exciting as possible, not just for the people being surprised, but for the viewers as well. Sure, it's a sure. huge part of how we get the word out of the right. raffle. Um, and it's one of the big and why we do of our it. club yeah, and, and why we do it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's whole shows just on lottery winners. Yeah. Yeah. And what it was like when they found out and what did they do? Because even if you buy the occasional Powerball or Mega Millions, um, uh, and there's no one who wonders if I win, what am I going to do? And mm-hmm. how would I react? And who would I tell? And, and whatnot. So this is a, a small, uh, surprise. I think that, uh, it seems to go over well with, uh, with the membership. They seem to enjoy the videos because it's not, we're not just printing names and numbers and saying these are the winners. You actually get to see the enthusiast. Now, have you heard back from, uh, have we notified all seven? Yep. So all seven now know. Um, all seven know. Uh, do you have a ratio yet of who's uh, picking cars versus taking the cash this time. I was surprised this time because we have three winners that are taking the cash alternative, and the other four will be taking okay. the cars. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the, the cool news is the person that won the grand prize, the Spider RS, taking the car. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. 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 That's a very desirable car. That- yeah. I would be tempted to, um, uh, if I could play and I won, I'd be really tempted to take the money and my Cayman would be the I most totally get awesome it. Cayman ever. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, some people say, oh, but if you were to buy the car and then you could sell it and then, you know, you probably would have more money. True, right? But that's at least, a, I would say, six months to a year out because you got to come in order the car wait for the car get there get it registered pay taxes on it and then go through the process of selling the car to get maybe full value for it or you just say i want cash and then we wire sixty five thousand dollars into your bank account like and then you could do the things you want to your cayman right because at the end of the day you spent maybe a couple hundred bucks and now you have this big nest egg even though it's not the full value of the car Mm -hmm. it's just easier for people (laughs) it's a lot of money that you can have you know within the week so i totally get it and doesn't matter really to pca what you take whatever works Mm -hmm. for you and you can enjoy it you earned it and that's that yeah i think it's uh i remember the one gentleman out of pennsylvania i think it was a boxer spider and you, you did your numeral spiel saying, hey, it's, you know, I know you're, a lot of emotions going through your head right now. You just won. You don't have to make a decision today. Take a few days, a week to think about it, but just let me know what you want to do. And he didn't hesitate. He said, I already know. I'm taking the car. <laughs> yeah. Because I talked about this with my wife. I ran the numbers. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, you ran the numbers before you knew you won. Oh, he goes, yeah. He sure. goes, I thought if I win, I got to be prepared to decide what I'm going to yep. do. And he goes, I'm an accountant. I know. He goes, I'm taking the car. Yeah, yeah. And we were, Ravu kept on saying, well, still think about it. He goes, no, I don't have to think about it. He goes, I want the car. <laughs> now, yeah. in that particular case, he did take the car, but there's been many a times where during, uh, just after the reveal, people would say, oh, I'm going to take the car for sure, take it for a car. And, uh, you know, I give them, I, I give the winners at least a month to think about it. And uh, there's been times where, you know, they were adamant about taking the car right after a reveal, but, oh, a couple of weeks set in or they talk to their financial whatever and then they say you know what i think that i'll take the cash and that's totally cool whatever yeah yep. so yep. anyways that's always a lot of fun i'm working on the the um the spring raffle and uh, hopefully we'll have some news shortly on what those vehicles will be but surely it will be worth your fifty hundred dollars whatever if you buy one or two tickets because that's all it takes to win and uh, we'll let you know soon on those yeah it's always a popular uh popular deal it's a member benefit because you can only buy it if you're a member i don't think it extends to test drive members i think you gotta no, be a, no, a you member have to be a member a, in order to get it and it's uh yeah i wish we could my wife asked me when uh she was like uh now that you work for pca can you buy, buy the tickets and i was like nope, nope. just like the ec i can't yeah. buy uh 
I can't buy the tickets. So. I, I play the BMW CCA raffle because I <laughs> I can't uh, play the PCA one. But I will say thank you to Porsche Cars North America. Yep. Without their support, this raffle wouldn't happen. And there's a lot of behind the scenes um, that they handle to be able to deliver these cars through the dealerships because the the processing of these cars is very different from a standard vehicle sales. So there's um, a lot of people at work at uh, PCNA to help us with this. So uh, thank you to them. There's a lot of paperwork um, when you're running a legitimate raffle that yeah. you had have to adhere to uh, through the government to the, the, the verify that it's a legitimate raffle. You gotta keep uh, documents and whatnot. So yeah, um, down it's to a lot the- more than meets the eye. Down to the day that you announce it. That's why Damon was talking about earlier that we we posted it on January 31st because the raffle rules is basically the the governing document of how we do things. And we can only do two a year. And uh, we stay super, super strict to it. And uh, it's, it's just funny when people people make a comment of how could it, could it be possibly staged? I'm like, it's so far from it is because it's so incredibly regulated. We do everything. The recipe is exact every time we do the raffle and it's to keep to one to you know be fun for the members but also keep it very fair for the members but at the end of the day to keep pca out of any potential legal issues so so a little tip for for those who you know really care about knowing who the raffle winners are right on that date um just go to the news section click news on pca.org Go to the news search bar and type in raffle mm-hmm. and the latest raffle post. So the one where we announce it um, is updated with the winners. So yep. if you're wondering where they are, just we don't usually promote it until the video is done. Right, right. And there's but been times there. when um, members have called in and we will tell them, you know, to verify whether or not they they mm-hmm. have whether or not they've won or not. We've done that too. Um, but again, the reason why we're holding back and telling the world is we just want to make sure we've, you know, we've announced it to all the, to the winners. And then we give Damon some time to produce the video. And then we kind of make a bigger splash after that date. Yep. All right. So let's um, get into some news. And the first item was something that I, I had an invitation to go, but it was actually rescinded. You um, did? Oh, I was going to say. It was rescinded. Well, it was rescinded because I think they realized how much it was going to cost to uh, have us mm. be there. And it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit of uh, very cool cars in a climate that you wouldn't normally expect to see them in. It was in Colorado, right? Yeah, for this in Colorado. So this is... Uh, an event that was founded by a uh, Ferdy Porsche, who's Wolfgang Porsche's uh, oldest son, I believe. And uh, Wolfgang is the youngest son of Ferry Porsche. So uh, Ferdy started this in Zellumsee, Austria, which is the uh, the hometown of the Porsche family. That's where they have their uh, their main house at. And they revived, if you will, what they used to do in Zellumsee was ice racing. And uh, it was a big hit for a few years there so he uh, has decided to extend it to the u.s and they picked aspen um because uh, at least to the paperwork it was supposed to have similar climate to zelimze um they, from what i read in an article earlier they were hoping to have the option of inviting the greater public and having tickets that were more affordable all the way to vip almost to a certain degree like the super bowl if you, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know you get the vip suites that cost a lot of money or if you're a fan, you pay less, and you can still come watch and be part of it. Um, evidently, they couldn't get the permits or weren't able to do the lower price stuff, so they had to stick with the VIP to minimize the uh, crowd attendance. Uh, but they still held the, held the event. Hopefully, uh, next year, uh, they will get uh, that figured out so um, more regular people can come, because I think people would love to see some of these cars. Uh, so the big news was they had the GT198, the one to one Lama uh in 98 and uh so this went to porsche or porsche owns a car but they they set it up to run an ice race which is really cool they had to change the uh uh, uh, fuel injection management for that kind of temperature uh change the tires i think they even changed some of the aero uh you know this is a a fun race it's not uh a championship race or whatnot. Even brought back uh, Stefan Ortelli, who was uh, one of the drivers uh, who won Le Mans '98, to drive the car, and uh, that alone I think was worth the the price of admission to be able to see that being run on the uh, ice. And Ortelli said that he um, 
he was texting pictures to his uh, teammates from that year of uh, what it was like, and they were all thrilled to see this car back in action again on the ice, in the snow, which is not the normal habitat for a uh, a GT1. And, uh, of course, they had other cars. Patrick Long brought the, um, uh, the Matchbox or Hot Wheels version of the Luftke Colt 914, mm-hmm. the Safari edition that we saw at SEMA, I think, yep. last year. Um, they brought that to run on the ice. So uh, no, no uh, Hot Wheels 944? <laughs> I don't, you know what? I, I don't, I, I wonder, didn't see any. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, see any, oh, unless man. it wasn't invited. That would have been fun. Um, we, uh, the, uh, Ingram collection, I saw Cam out there with yep. the, um, 959, uh, sport model. Um, the, and he brought a 550 spider. Yep. Uh, they were even wearing vintage looking helmets. It was, uh, all very, very, uh, very it's cool. definitely Instagram worthy. I mean, yeah, the, I the scenery. Um, I did notice. I'm assuming they mostly went to spikes uh, for tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did notice on the. I think it was a Carrera GT. It had like a sock over the tire as opposed to spikes. And yeah, I wonder if I, I wonder if that's because of clearance. Did you see that? Uh, well, they did have to raise the GT one a little bit to clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they could be, but that sock thing. Uh, I think they use that for cars in the area uh, to give you better traction. Huh. Yeah, no, it's um. So I, I watch. There's a channel called Tire Reviews on on YouTube, and um, the socks are not the best. That's why I heard they'll, too. That's why I was surprised. Work okay. To see. Yeah, that's why I was surprised to see, and it was only for the rear. Yeah, or the drive wheels, I guess. The drive wheels, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So you hope that it steers in the right direction. I guess that's so. what I'm saying. Is you still need traction in the front. That's why I was like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it looked very. Uh, at least the pictures uh, I saw on Facebook and Instagram were uh, were pretty cool. Hopefully, someone captured and going to do a video oh, of I'm it. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some Porsche social media. That's yeah, I saw some main car from uh, that Cam Ingram had captured from the Spider, and that just looked so ultra cool doing it. And uh, and there's a blue line that they uh, paint inside the ice, I guess. Uh-huh. That's so because you, you first time you look at it, you go, "How? Where are they going? How did they know? Because it's all white." Right, right. But then you see, you can see right there in the photo, uh, the the blue line that kind of tells them where they're going to go. It's kind of like an autocross course without cones. Yeah. So you're just following uh, instead of a chalk line on asphalt, you're following this blue line. You know, must- I was I was hoping to see it. I didn't know if they were going to include this part of it. Was to have a rope tied to the back of the car and have someone skiing behind one. Yeah. Like you know, like the yeah, old. Yeah, they did that in Zellumze, and yeah. I think didn't Mark Porsche tell us that they were doing. Uh, but I didn't see pictures of that in Aspen, though. Did they do that in Aspen? I didn't see anything either. Yeah, no. I think that's cool. I mean, I mean, obviously, what they're doing here is cool, but to see like the old school way they tie a rope, maybe maybe lawyers got involved. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's, that's not a good idea to do in the states. <laughs> but yeah. that was a cool event. Hopefully, next year they'll invite you again and uh, willing some, to go. Willing to you go. You got to get to that influence influencer status. Oh. There's a lot of influencers out there. Yeah, I guess we haven't made it. You know, Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> is selling the Dunkings uh, the outfits, outfits, and the hats, matching hats. So if that's what it takes for me to get into the event, I'd rock hundred bucks, and you can be an influencer. <laughs> you and Ben Affleck. All right, the next news item has to do with uh, stocks. Yeah, so uh, I don't think anyone here is a stock person. Yeah, uh, nope. but it was uh, interesting in the sense that. Uh, um. This, so this is Porsche holding. It's different than Porsche. Um. So it's uh, although Porsche stock in itself, uh, uh, what I've been told, isn't doing that well either. Um. But this is uh, it's uh, the article is about that it's undervalued, uh, because of the transition to EVs, and that's one of their concerns is how that's going to affect sure affect Porsche, which um, you know, everyone's still. I think cautiously optimistic that Porsche knows what they're doing and they have their strategy uh, in place. But uh, I think we're all going to watch and see how the Macan does in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, this article, the recommendation is to hold them to the stock. That's what this uh, this expert is uh, recommending for um, Porsche automobile holding, and and that's within automobile holding is their 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 um, interest they own in Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, um, of course, Volkswagen is going even deeper with the uh, electric uh, vehicle. So, yeah, yeah it'll be. So, what are your thoughts on? I mean, I, I don't follow it closely, other other marks, but I kind of read the headlines about uh, EVs 
there being sort of a surplus on the dealer lots. Like, do we yeah. know if that's true? It if, was. Yeah, sure, because the Macan, new Macan's coming out. Uh, so it would only make sense, especially with electric vehicles, how quickly they change. Mm-hmm. It would be like the iPhone 16 coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, aren't they going to discount the 15 then? They're going to get rid of 15s as fast as possible because everyone's going to want the 16. Right, but so I guess with, what, what with I'm the, asking is, are there a bunch of so cars on the lots not being able to be sold? There are. So we covered this, or at least I mentioned it, I don't know, I want to say a month or so ago. Um, and back then, I'm sure it's a similar situation now. Um, internal combustion engine cars on dealer lots in general, not just Porsche, was about a. They were on lots thirty to sixty days, and thirty mm-hmm. to sixty days is sort of that sweet spot for dealers. Um, you know where they have cars, they have stock. If somebody walks in, you know they they can buy the car if they want, but they don't have so many that they don't know what to do with them. Right. Um, electric cars, on average, um, about a month ago, again it was ninety days, which ninety days is. Not good. Right, right. <laughs> that means so that they the have turnover. too many, too many uh-huh. electric vehicles. People, not enough people are buying them. They misjudged hmm. a lot of. And I, when I say they, I'm talking about most manufacturers who make electric cars misjudged how many people would buy them. So we know so, dealers yeah. will discount, uh, will give incentives uh, to move the older models, mm-hmm. uh, as well as if you buy a certain amount, we'll give you more allocations for the desirable cars. Mm-hmm. So dealers, so when you look at the sales numbers, the sales numbers will show that the Taycan did very well mm-hmm. because they look at the sales numbers as when the dealer buys it, it's sold. I see. The I dealer see. is sitting on it, and they're like, uh, um, uh, all right, we're, we're taking it not out of our inventory, but um, we bought it so we can get more of the ICE cars, and we'll discount this because Porsche is giving it uh, – a discount for the older Taycan models. Otherwise, why would you want to buy an older Taycan model if it's not being discounted? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you'll see all over the internet, and some people translate that into, oh, my God, the, I told you the EVs aren't working. No one wants them. Mm. I don't think you you can get a discounted new Taycan when they're taking probably orders not. for them. You're probably yeah. going up because it's all new technology. Right. And um, I think it's going to be like this for at least a while because, once again, I, I look at it as phones. Uh, there was a point when every new iPhone was a huge change. I think nowadays they're very similar. Right. See, right. But before there was big changes. That's why I still have a gotta... 13 when a 15 is already out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not uh, that big of a change anymore as it used to be. And I think of electric cars as things change. You know, solid state comes into being. Uh, the charging architecture changes. It's going to become more desirable, and the older ones are worthless yeah. money. I think what's happening now, too, is, you know, just – um, you know, market forces in a free market and the economy, you know, what, what's the incentive right now is, is fuel has gotten much cheaper than let's say maybe a couple of years ago or a year ago. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit more of an ask, I think, for people to buy an electric car when one, the infrastructure isn't where it should be by now, I think, mm-hmm. but also, you know, if you can buy a gasoline engine or diesel car and run it more cheaply, I mean, that's, probably the big consideration for somebody who's sure. thinking of making the switch to electric. Yeah. You know, so that, that's how I see it at least. So the next uh, news item was kind of like a hot topic and uh, there was a lot of, I guess, uh, opinions out there. Speculation. Misinformation. And speculation yeah. and misinformation and uh, has to do with uh, Porsches at the ports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Porsche has confirmed. So the, the, there's a lot of Porsche sitting at the port, um, and the uh, rumor mill was that uh, they had chips from Belarus. That uh, Belarus is one of those countries that, uh, like a Russian satellite country, and it's on a list of uh, countries that I guess have embargoes or sanctions, uh, sanctions. sanctions on them. Yep. Um, and someone must have tipped off. Uh, uh, the U.S. government that these cars had chips from there, and supposedly this is the uh, story. Porsche um, disputed that and uh, t- told uh, Jablotnik, I think Jablotnik, Jablotnik yeah. uh, that uh, this was not true. It wasn't from Belarus. Half they of it was true. The chip does need to be replaced. Yes, uh, but, but they didn't agree with uh, where it was from, um, and they're going to be replacing them with the correct chip, and then they can release from uh, from port. Do we know what cars are affected by the chip? I don't believe the 718s are or the Macans. It's uh, I know a GT3 RS is being yeah. held at port. I know somebody through somebody. Oh, right. So, yeah. It's on the 
So um, thank you, go. Robert. Bro models affected include the 911, the Cayenne, the Panamera, and the Taycan. Only the 718 and Macans are currently free to transit through the ports. The Cayman Boxers are okay, and mm -hmm. Macans are uh, okay. And, so, and as so someone pointed out, he goes, how can you feel sorry for somebody whose Porsche is at the port? And Yeah, that's true. It's a 1%ers okay. problem, I guess. Uh, but for someone who this is their first Porsche and they've been dying for this car, I feel really bad yeah. knowing that your baby is out in the open, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, just sitting in a parking lot, uh, well, maybe not getting rained on, but maybe they are in California if they're sitting <laughs> in California's port. Um, but nonetheless, uh, hopefully they resolve it soon. So I yeah. guess my question is, okay, let's say it is a computer or box that needs to be replaced. Where is it in the car? And are the ports equipped with facilities where masses of cars can come in and get this change done? Because in my mind, it would be like, well, deliver the car to the dealer and then just have the dealer do it. But these the, they all won't this, let them out of the port. They won't let it out of the yeah. port. So that means there must be some sort of facility. They'll hire the port. a company who'll come and yeah. oh wow facility or yeah, it's going to cost more money. I'm sure to fix these things than oh, normal. Man. Huh? I mean, just in a, a guess there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's more speculation, gonna be, but <laughs> not going to be a cheap endeavor. Um, I would imagine at some point cars that are coming in aren't going to have this chip and are going to be cleared through. So if you happen to fall into that little uh, gap of cars that need to have the chip replaced might take Bites. a while yeah wow interesting huh all right um before we get into events uh maybe if we can preview we we spent some time again this morning at uh, tpc racing sorry robert i didn't send you any photos but there's a pretty special car that we did a walk around with mike levitus um and uh you know, Manny knows probably most about this car. He gave me the cheat sheet to be able to do the video. But uh, yeah, take a take a take us for a little. Spin so uh, we did a video one. actually last year comparing the uh, Carrera RS versus the Carrera RS Club Sport with Bob Miller, and this was another Carrera RS. Uh, they only made two hundred and twenty or two hundred twenty-seven, something like that. The number's still in dispute. Uh, out of all the uh, eleven hundred, I think uh, Carrera RSs they built. They built uh, only 200 and some uh, club sports. And the club sport was a street legal car, at least in most of the world except for the United States, that has a full welded-in cage, matter cage in it, uh, no interior. Uh, to anyone who looks at it, it's a pure race car. Yeah. it's uh, There's no doubt about it. It has Recaro uh, FIA-approved race seats. Um, just like the Carrera RS, it has the aluminum uh, uh, hood and, uh, and doors. Um same engine as a Carrera RS. It's the little things that make it uh, uh, race ready, uh, but it's very rare to see one. It's probably one of the most copied cars with the 993 mm -hmm. because people put on the body kit, which is the uh, front spoiler and the uh, the uh, big rear wing on the back and the yeah. side skirts. It's all part we of all, the package. We all know somebody who made such a conversion, and it was a red oh, 993. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention because I know it's one of your favorite cars. Um, you did some social media on the uh, RWB that was there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's. I think I said it in the social media. It's like it's probably one of the most polarizing cars out there. And if you know, um, you know. All right, let's say what it is. It's it's a body kit. That's a very cool body kit. Um, too many, to others, it's not. But where people, I think, have the biggest heartache about it is um, because you you are kind of cutting into the original fenders and there's and no kind of you are cutting. you are there's no kind of you are <laughs> you, you are cutting into it and putting on this wide body kit. Now this uh, Nakai-san out of Japan, you know he he loved um, you know taking you know he was in the JDM scene and then he created this kit for uh for porsches and uh there's a there's a there's a loyal following for these um but the thing with rwbs i think where most people again they, they probably first start with the criticism of you're hacking up a car but then the second part of it is uh, most people will say oh it's just for looks and there's no you know there's nothing to kind of stand behind such an aggressive looking car while the rwb that was over at tpc had the you know the the famous body kit on it had a very nice interior but it also packed a punch under the rear deck lid because it was a 
it was a 964 that TPC had did a custom turbo system in the early 90s, I believe it was. And that car, that car puts out about 500 horsepower. So it was cool to see an RWB fully built um, and have the power to match its looks. And I think it's gotten pretty good. I would love to be invited to one of these RWB build parties. Yeah. Let's say comes to your sure. place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, would you give him a, a case of beer and a pack of cigarettes? So you definitely have to give him a special, like, Lazy Boy chair, um, unlimited supply of cigarettes, uh, an air hose so that he connect his uh, Sawzall to. <laughs> and he goes to town. And he's he's – I've met him before. I met him at SEMA. He is just a super down-to-earth guy. I mean, grease in his nails that will – probably never ever come clean hair kind of disheveled uh very polite gentleman and it's just you know what he does serves a very niche market and people you know wait in line to to get it um done to their car and it's a it's a big event it's and rwb stands for the r is a raw well so that's big rough right rough world wealth is world what's it be b griff b griff i don't know what b griff yeah let's um, see I'm going to look it up here on Translate. I, I learned. I didn't know uh, route meant rough mm-hmm. until this rough car world. steering wheel had on their rough world. Expression. Uh, big expression. grief. Expression. Rough world expression. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. And um, I, I, I like them. It reminds me of the GT2 a little bit in that it's, it's an exposed. Uh, it's not really uh, blended into the bodywork. There's a seam there. It, you, they want you to see that this thing has flares on it. Yeah. And, and I think it's a really cool look. Um, as far as cutting up, well, I've looked at this uh, the same way I look at people who modify 914s. It's always one less original one. makes mine more rare because yeah. mine's original. Uh, but it's your car. and Do what you want with it. And I, I think people also forget the price point of an RWB is much different from, say, you know, the bespoke cars of Gunther Works and Singer, which has probably a longer lead time and much, much higher pricing. But those are, I would say those cars are very jewel-like, whereas RWBs are, well, rough world. I mean, they, they look cool and all that, um, but they're drivers. They're, they're, they're not, they're not, Jewel cars, yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not I really mean, they show, show cars. cars. They are show cars because yeah. of how wild they look, but they're not show cars because of the build quality, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's some people that that's what they like. And um, pretty sure in Japan, and I don't know elsewhere, at least in the past, they would have these uh, meetups, um, all the the idlers meetups. So if you yeah. see the idler or idlers on the tires, yeah, um, that's like the group that. Oh, really? That that's what I ah, learned yeah, something so new. So they they go to tracks in Japan yeah. or possibly elsewhere drivers, you'll have like a 10 20 rwbs hitting the track yeah and the, and so. the, probably the whole idlers on the tires is a, a great way to show how people treat that car it's literally like when he he puts that masking on the tire like he's just throwing masking shoot some white and like there's it's it's not a delicate it's not a precision mm-hmm. install for that and and it's not meant to be and it, and it gives a very unique look to the car but it's just let's let's make it wide let's put some cool bodywork on it and let's go drive i mean that's yeah. it's very simple um it's not for everyone but i i thought it was pretty cool yeah like i said i would love to i want to drive it, it. i would love to drive it yeah <laughs> it was pretty cold out and obviously we uh the owner wasn't there, so we did not take it out other than just to uh, move it to take some pretty cool shots. Yeah. All right. So next week, well, this week, I'm getting ready to head out to Los Angeles for the National Staff Assembly, where we'll meet with our executive council and national volunteers and just kind of go through and talk about what's going on the rest of the year for PCA. And then I'll be heading back because uh February 24th and 25th, we will be at Tech Tactics East, which I'm happy to report that it looks like we're going to have a full full attendance uh, for both days. Yeah, it's going to be um, uh, pretty pretty uh, filled. We did a last-minute uh, email to the members, and that uh, racked us up about 30 more entries. Um, it's going to be three busy weeks for you because we do, uh, after you come back from... Um, the assembly meeting, then we have uh, Tech Tactics, and then we have Amelia Allen. Back-to-back weekends. Yeah, it's Here we going go. to be um, 
a very busy uh, few weekends. Uh, but for those of you coming out to Tech Tactics, we look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a... Uh, I'm looking at the weather. Cross my fingers. Everything looks good so far. Um, Kathy Lee told me the uh, Montai GT3 is all, all scheduled so far, including Perfect. the... Um, I think it was the alignment tool or something that's unique that I car. Oh, yeah. I want that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm dying to see the special oh alignment tool. There's oh, shipping yeah. special to. Uh, so in the Montai video that um, I did, uh, I did have like a little bit of a screenshot of the PDF, which explains what it is. Wow. That's not cheap. That yeah. is like a whole tool set that comes in its own tool case with a bunch of sandbags to put into the you know passenger seat wow. for when you're aligning it. And scales lasers you align it with the wheels off so you just bolt up the alignment to the tools hubs. to the hubs and then they rest on the scales and you know where you can do corner balancing and all that like i want that that's cool but so one, one of the not uh, gonna happen. one of the topics is um about the porsche tools that ross gonna one of the uh, trainers up there is gonna present is uh, after last year during one of the breaks he was showing us some of the tools cool tools that the dealers have to buy um a specialty uh torque wrenches and whatnot so when we were discussing what to do this year he mentioned you know i can do something about all the interesting tools that dealers have to buy for specific purposes i thought you know that sounds pretty cool because i don't think i've seen a video on that um so i'm i'm not sure if they'll do the uh alignment tool with that presentation or during the uh montai gt3 presentation but uh, Kathy asked me if we wanted the car in a lift, and I said definitely. Always. Because always, uh, yeah. these people come for tech information, nothing better than to uh, lift a car up and see. I said, if you can see anything, I'm not sure how much there is to see, but uh, it was it would, pretty it cool. It would be cool to see the um, uh, the GT3 on on the alignment tool <laughs> oh, <laughs> when it's there. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, and the guys who work there, I think, want to see it too. Sure. Because yeah. they haven't seen this tool either. They, uh, yeah. And, th- and this alignment to uh, tool set is not required for all Porsche dealerships. It's required for those who want to be a part of the Monti Performance Kit program mm. uh, where they can install performance oh, spe- kits. Speaking of alignments, line. in our last podcast, remember I asked you guys about the AWC active wheel carriers. Mm-hmm. And so you had actually mentioned mm-hmm. you should uh, talk to Mike Levitas because he does the Lamborghini Trofeo side. And uh, he said, I've ac- I've absolutely have heard about it. And I'm just kind of watching to see, um, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's proof of concept, but it's, it's uh, watching how it could possibly become more mainstream because it's not obviously not mainstream at the moment. But he says, yes, if it, if, if they're able to, um, you know, design it with durability in mind and be able to uh, individually set camber caster uh, toe actively, complete game changer. Complete wow. game changer. Yeah. I could yeah. see, yeah. you know, his uh, DSC Sport. Oh, yeah. Retuning like He's it chopping at the bits. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and designing your car, your car's alignment based on either the track or your driving style, but you basically would have the optimum alignment setting for each scenario your mm-hmm. car goes into. Yeah, yeah that, that shop is, uh, Mike's shop, new shop is very impressive, and um, he's always been you know, at the cutting edge when it comes to uh, the turbocharging, supercharging, and uh, suspension yeah. uh, setup, and uh, I'm sure there doesn't go, there's not a slow day there. Yeah. Like, we went today to do some filming, and uh, they were prepping the GT4 RS mm-hmm. Club Sports for... Uh, I think Sebring, and uh, not just one, but there was three of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they got to you know install radios, install data acquisition, get everything set up from what they learned from the first practice session, and uh, and like he said, I asked one of the workers there, I said, you know, how long does it take you? And he says it takes a few days for each car, but he said, you know, if we take it to the track and Porsche doesn't like something, then we got to change it on all three cars. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of back and forth. It's um. Yeah, yeah, a lot of work. Speaking of cutting edge, we always learn something. I I want to make sure I mention this correctly so we don't accidentally say too much. But you know, you've heard about um, shocks that have uh, particles in it, and when you charge the fluid in the shocks, it changes the characteristics of it, right? So magnetic Magne- ride, magnetic rheological, Ma- yeah, or yeah. something. So that's a ferrous metal that is in that fluid. And as you know, ferrous metals 
you know, sort of degrade over time. He was just showing us a technology that addresses that. So he's always on the cutting edge and kind of, you know, what, again, just he's so close to us, but yeah, he's so uh, free to share with us what they're doing. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me, how come we only do stuff with TPC and Bob Miller at speed? No. And I said, because they're like 10 minutes away from yeah. the office and they, and they always call us and say, Hey, I think you guys may be interested in this uh, to do some content. Obviously, Mike has a waiting list of people. Same thing with Bob, uh, people that want to use their services. So it's not like they're uh, yeah, looking I, to sell I, stuff. I asked Tom uh, today who works at TPC, so I'm going to be able to get my diff installed much sooner than I thought. Uh-huh. How much lead time do you need? And he's like, eh, as long as we're not, it's not a race weekend, then yeah. it should only take a day. So, Well, <laughs> m- much much like our studio here, thank you, everyone. Uh, for congratulating us on our 100th episode and suggesting that we upgrade our studio. But, you know, we have a budget that we stick to. We feel fortunate that we have what we do have. And uh, as far as going far places to be able to record, it's just between timing and honestly, the budget, it, it's tough for us to do that. So we're very thankful that we have shops uh, in Maryland and Virginia and some um, some members that are able to share with us. And it's just easy, easy content, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's why we do it. And that's why we can't go and extend too far. But when we do go far, for example, uh, March 1st, we'll be in Florida for Works Reunion, Amelia Island. You know, we will take the opportunity to, you know, maybe do some stories on some cars there, meet folks. We'll see a ton of our exhibitors and sponsors with their new technologies and and, uh, products that they provide. So we'll pick up stuff like that when we go to uh, different events there. Um, If you're interested in joining us at Works Reunion Island, just know that the corral and the judge spots are closed, but you don't need to buy tickets to join. You just need to park in the open um, parking area to spectate. So certainly do that. And of course, check out the PCA store and the membership tent if you you stop by. 40 bucks. Per car and 40 spectator? bucks per car. Yeah, exactly. But spectators are free. So, yep, exactly. pile in. Porsche Parade Phase One registration is open. So, hopefully, we'll see you in Birmingham. We've got a great time planned for you June 9th through 15th. And, uh, want to make sure we also mention Treffin at Sea. As I said last, uh, last, last week, we are over 800. Can um, we mention who's coming that we know? Uh, I can mention, I, I'm, I can mention. Pirelli's coming. I can mention uh, not vendors. I mean person. Oh, I can mention Nathan's coming. I can mention first name Pony. Uh, what's that? First name Pony. To Tony. Tony's coming to parade. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tony. Yeah, Tony Hatter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yes. We can mention nice. that Tony Hatter's yeah, coming. I think to it's parade. Uh, pretty awesome. So Tony Hatter, yeah. for those who don't know. Uh, designed the GT1, designed a 993, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, it uh, looks like he's going to do a present. We're going to uh, move Tech Tactics uh, to Wednesday so we can get more of uh, the Porsche um, people as part of Tech Tactics. And he's going to do um, at least one session. It's going to be uh, about his uh, his career in Porsche and the different designs. I told Kathy Lee from Porsche, she goes, you think it'd be a good topic? I'm like, well, Kathy, I said, we spent an hour on the GT, uh, GT1. Uh-huh. So we may need seven or eight hours just to, <laughs> t- to hit the uh, tip of the iceberg. But, yes, we can do uh, – uh, to hear from him tell uh first, side of the first story eight hour you. youtube video yeah <laughs> no <laughs> tony's a great speaker we've had him at the uh, parade before and uh we've had him at tech tactics and, and just watching him sketch a car uh freehand uh That's and talk about how they design cars but now hearing him tell the um hopefully uh we'll get some uh, behind the scenes stories of some of the designs yeah, absolutely, and obviously they are enthusiasts, and they love being around enthusiasts. He's never been to parade. No, he's, well, he, he came was, to Tech Tactics. He came to Tech Tactics once before, I think. Yeah, and I was surprised when Kathy said he. She was surprised too. I'm like, I could have swore he's at but parade. Oh, uh, save anything he might draw, and then make it into a T-shirt because that was my favorite Tech we Tactics did. T-shirt. Yeah, we. Oh yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. I think we can also mention um, that Grant's coming too. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So Grant Larson. Yep. It's so. gonna be a fun, uh, oh yeah, fun time for. Uh, so those are just two little highlights for um, for Porsche Parade. So we're really, 
really suggest you uh, sign up and go. And there's some more things that we have planned that we will announce a little bit later. Same thing with Trefnet C. Um, we've got some great guest speakers that are coming. So if you haven't signed up for either of them, please do so soon. And uh, let's see, I want to make sure I give a plug for PCA Sim Racing because they have been actively racing and uh, doing EDEs and they have all sorts of activities. Check out PCASimRacing.com. You can look at the current activities list and learn all about what you need to do to get set up to race from your, say, living room, bedroom, or wherever you might set it up. We also have, uh, oh, make sure we plug the web store. Robert, if you would throw up, we have the PCA Podcast Insider t-shirt, mugs, and water bottles. And of course, if you're looking for PCA decals, just send a note to us. Get a uh, Insider Podcast sticker by emailing podcast at pca.org and we'll ship them out to you. Anything else before we wrap up, gentlemen? All good? Well, thank you for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org, and we'll set you up. If you're looking for that special Porsche for your driveway or garage, we also have the test drive program, again, at PCA.org. Remember to follow us at podcast, Instagram page, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. We love reading your comments. Be sure to give us a like. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Until next time, stay safe. And we'll catch you down the road.